You are listening to Fanfare Tracks. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Newbold and Mark Wolcaster. That's not true. That's impossible. Hello and welcome to this live episode of Making Tracks, brought to you live at London Film Comic Con. I'm Mark. Joining me this week in the UK Garrison and Rebel Legion changing room at the Star Wars Zone is my good mate, Mark Newbold. I've seen things in here that would turn a Wookiee white. <laughs> Seriously. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. I'm a bit a bit stinky. Spent the, uh, the day in my Stormtrooper costume, so that was good fun. Me and a uh, good friend, Jordan, went around, caused a bit of havoc, up and down London Film Comic Con, lots of photos. Yeah, had a good time. How about yourself? I'm fine. I'm glad it's not Smell-O-Vision. I'm glad it's just a podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's been good. We got the Star Wars Zone up and running this morning, so we've been doing stuff on the Fanta booth and giving patches away and pins away and all that malarkey, yeah. and letting people know where we are and what we do. And I've just interviewed Jez Allenton, the running Stormtrooper, on Wicked. stage. Was it was he stationary for that, or was he actually running? It felt like he should have run around the stage, but his <laughs> mannequin was more mobile than him, I think. Yeah. It was no, it was a good little chat, Bob. It was forty-five minutes. It was a wow. good chat. It was a good chat. We're doing a making tracks live tomorrow yep. as we speak. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Cool. So tell us a little bit more about what the Star Wars Zone actually consists of. So it's the third Star yeah. Wars Zone I've had at LFCC. Each time it's slightly different. This time we're sort of in the middle of the hall, whereas before we were against a wall, Wall, so it's a nice area, it's right opposite the entrance. Star Wars Sessions are there, Generation Skywalker's there, all the cool stuff's next to the Fanthatrax booth. Lots of stuff going on, it's going to be really busy, it's Friday today, it's obviously Saturday tomorrow. Yep. Saturday, should be busy crazy day. busy. It's not been too hot today, so it's been pretty pretty mellow. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I was going to say, this time I think the aircon is working. Hopefully it stays like that for the rest of the weekend because, uh, yeah, we're going to need it tomorrow because I think it's almost sold out. So I believe so. Which is fantastic. So, yeah. And all those bodies, heat, heat cold yeah, air, goodbye. Exactly. All the excitement, you know, the sweat and shame that is uh, London Film Comic Con, all intermingles to make a nice, fun, delightful atmosphere. So far today, what has your actions been? Well, not a huge amount, really. I've been mainly in my TK armour, so with the UK garrison. We've had members of the Rebel Legion, as we base here, and we've got members of the Mandalorian Mercs Voktree clan here as well. Yep. And we've all been collecting for uh, Angel Man, uh, such as yourself as well. So yep. the whole Star Wars line is collected for Angel Man. Um, and it's just been pretty constant. You know, Chewie's been out and been very popular, raised a lot of money in uh, his little uh, outfit and stuff, uh, <laughs> posing for foes like a tart that he is, you know. Um, <laughs> So I've been patrolling like the, uh, the halls with uh, with Jordan in, in in our TK and that. We were actually asked if um, we wanted to participate in the Tom O'Connell photo shoot, and Tom is the like the Darth Vader stunt from the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So we ha- so he was there getting photos with the general public, and we were flanking him either side. So that was quite fun, quite special. 
And then we went over and we had a nice little natter with uh, Sid Wag, yeah. who was an original Stormtrooper in A New Hope. And uh, yeah, generally it's just been good. It's been nice catching up with people because it feels like it's been still been quite a while since we've seen some of the faces. So it's yeah. been good fun. Yeah, know? it has. It's weird. I mean, we have been back out at conventions, but this feels like the biggest one we've done since it all started off again. Yeah, it does. And, it, and it's quite nice. You know, the Revolution, we've brought um, our Tantive 4 Corridor. We've brought our Tatooine Corner, which yeah. is kind of like, I say it's Tatooine. It's, it's more of a generic desert. It could be Navarro or it could be Tatooine. It kind of, yeah, exactly. You know, or Jakku, exactly. And um, the UK Garrison, they brought their own little Tatooine kind of market stall on that, and, which makes it fun. Um, we've had fun with Dave Hodgson in his Ewok yes. as he's been wandering around and stuff. And uh, yes, it's been good fun. In Star Wars news, yes. we thought we'd talk about a couple of things today. First things first, Taika Waititi, yes. Thor Love and Thunder's just come out. Yes. It's got iron and visual effects, it's got Star Wars related people in it, including yeah, exactly. Natalie Portman. Yeah. One of the things that we posted on Fanta this week was that Taika was speaking to Natalie, and Natalie said to Taika Waititi, what are you doing next? And he says, I'm doing a Star Wars film. Have you ever been in a Star Wars film? Can yeah. you imagine Taika Waititi, who's directed episodes of The Mandalorian and is directing a Star Wars movie, yeah. he didn't know that Natalie Portman had been in a Star Wars film? Yeah, well, Taika is quite, he's quite a funny guy, and you kind of wonder as, as to how serious yeah. that was. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that came out in the Rolling Stones article, and that seemed to be like the main headline from that article, but there was a lot of decent chat in there yeah. about you know, where, where Star Wars needs to go in the yeah. future and, and how you can kind of define a new era and how kind of like the conflicts are between you know just creating new characters and then obviously trying to create and renew the Star Wars that we've already got but yeah I mean it, it would be I'd love to have seen actually Natalie's face when when he said that just because <laughs> you know it, Flattered, yeah it, I mean it wasn't exactly quite a cameo she was in all three films of yeah. the prequels and that and you know a beloved actress so yeah. but did you think about what Taika said because he admitted that he doesn't know all the minutiae of everything yeah not that anybody does but why no. should you yeah but also his logic was I'll, I'll create something that's brand new but feels like Star Wars yeah. so I don't step on anybody else's toes there's, there's quite a sensible logic yeah I think so I mean if you've got creatives you don't want to hinder them too much by saying it's just got to fit into this bit of canon that's already existing you kind of do need to have people in Lucasfilm there to kind of help guide and steer yeah. and kind of say well okay fine if you want to do something about I don't know X-Wing pilots for example you can't really do it five years after Return of Jedi, but you can do it, say, 15 years before A New Hope or something like that. Yeah. And you kind of hope that that's what we're going to do. We're going to steer him so that his creative vision is kind of maintained, but then nobody kind of loses their cool when they start seeing it in the cinema and it starts retconning like left, right, and center. Yeah. But, I mean, he does make a good point because it's like if you strip away everything that we know about Star Wars and all the kind of like the, the tropes and stuff, yeah. is it still Star Wars? Or does it just become sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy yeah. so it's a fine line as to how far you can go you know away from what we know in terms of the, the canon before it starts to kind of maybe just kind of deviate and just fall apart a little bit become a generic sci-fi thing totally just become derivative of star wars yeah. which of course is something that for the further we now go into the star wars production star wars is in itself its own inspiration yeah. so then some some modern Star Wars does feel a little bit derivative of the old stuff yeah. and so therefore you've got to look back beyond Star Wars and look at the actual original influences of Star Wars and draw on those to then lead you off into different directions. We've got a review coming up on the site of the paperback edition of Star Wars Ronin, yep. the Vision spin-off mm. and that was interesting in that obviously that's very much steeped in the Japanese culture, the way the story's told, the way the book's yeah. written and everything but it still feels very, very much like a Star Wars story. 
using all the elements but doing it in a slightly different way. Yeah. If Taika did something like that, you watch it and go, that's still Star Wars. If yeah. he sets it 100 years before or 100 years after or whatever, yeah. that should work, shouldn't and it? That's the thing. This is kind of, I think, the beauty of having the sequel trilogy set 35 years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Is that means that everything's got a little bit of breathing space. And so there, if you do set it, couple hundred years before or a couple of hundred years after you've got that breathing space and that then allows the ancillary material to start filling in the blanks and also then other creators to come in and start telling new stories that link up so it's quite exciting so where would you prefer they set it would you rather it was 200 years before because my worry is if they set it 200 years after yeah Luke, Lando, Han, Leia, Ray, Chewie everybody would become like mythical godlike legends yeah that could be a bit tiresome whereas if they set it 200 years before there's certain characters like Yoda could still be around but there's characters that you yeah can, I'm you, saying 200 that's where that's uh, where High Republic, Republic is, is. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying if they set it before then there's different avenues of storytelling there. yeah I mean that's the thing isn't it it's like you want those touchstones and I think we've just had you know Luke Skywalker the myth from the sequel trilogy yeah. and I don't necessarily think that worked in that way but you know there are things and I think we even spoke about some of those show not so long ago you could set it 200 years in the future yeah. of Star Wars after the sequel trilogy and it's like that's 200 years where the, the new Jedi have had a chance to kind of blossom re-establish yeah. and then potentially also a new big bad can come about without potentially people feeling like it's just another echo of Palpatine yeah. or Vader because it's too close yeah. so you I mean for breathing space is I think more important but the one thing I have to say and it's something that you've got to be careful with I think when you start to go down too much of a singular kind of genre influence is that it then starts to feel a little bit too earthbound you can't just kind of go down the whole Japanese style kind of influences you've got to add something else be it a little bit of western or be it something else you've got to kind of like create that fusion otherwise it will just feel just like a Star Wars version of that genre don't you think sometimes though when they've done that and I know we've talked about this mm. before when they do that that it's 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 almost designed one it's a, it's a shortcut but two it's almost designed to be palatable for new people coming in where at 45 years in yeah. Star Wars as an entity should be enough to draw people in shouldn't it yeah I think so I mean one of the fun things about the Clone Wars but also possibly one of the failings was you had those episodes, you had you know the, the Hitchcock episodes, yeah. and you had the exactly. Godzilla episode and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it makes it very easy. It's the kind of thing that you could totally see. That's how they describe it in the writers' room yeah. in production. And this is the thing that you know I think they made a mistake when they started to label Rogue One a war film, like Save a Private Ryan. If you start to create labels and then mention it to the outside world, there's that comparison point, yeah. which isn't necessarily a, a positive thing. You just want people to go and see. Star Wars and just let it tell its own story and let it be its own thing rather than going well that's clearly been taken from this and that's clearly been taken from that. Do you think some things are taken too literally and the point I always yeah. think of is when stormtroopers are missing clear shots in Star Wars but when you give it any logic you realise they're leading into a lot rats are amazed yeah. so they can put the beacon on the ship to lead into Yavin. Stormtroopers are excellent shots like Ben Kenobi says yeah. but in all Star Wars literature and future TV and films yeah. stormtroopers are crap shots. Clearly they're not. No well this is it I mean this is what we saw with Kenobi wasn't it you know they were having firefights in these small hallways and it's like really if you can't hear um, like anybody within 10 feet you don't deserve to be wearing armor and I admit I spent my first real day in TK armor this weekend and the green lenses aren't particularly great you don't have a lot of visibility but you kind of think well this is because we're doing a screen accurate replica of the what they use on film which is basically a bucket now if you're in the actual Star Wars galaxy they're gonna have heads-up heads displays, up displays yeah. some kind of like aiming you know reticle and stuff like that so you would think actually there's no reason and no excuse not to 
hit people unless there was a specific tactical reason to kind of like herd them like you, you see in A New Hope. And wearing your TK armour today, yeah, give you a buzz? Yeah, it was really good. It's one of those things that you, as you wear it, you kind of, you feel the pinches and you feel kind of where things need to be refined and stuff like that. And you, you have to now go back into a workshop and then try and kind of like tweak it for the next one. It's a really odd kind of armour because it's, it's quite durable so you can kind of like bash it around quite a bit but also it does break in certain places which you have to then be aware of where the stress points are and try and kind of like strengthen those so you know every single time I think I'm going to wear it it's going to be a new experience for like I you know, guess in the next year or so. Hi everyone this is Misty Roses and you are listening to Fanta Tracks. I have spoken. So it is Saturday it's the evening because we've had a whole full day of doing stuff Mark. Hello mate. You're in your orange. I'm in my flight seat, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're walking through, we're walking past the Scalex booth at the moment. Yeah, no Star Wars there unfortunately. No Star Wars. Probably probably need a bit of a detox, it's been a full on day. How's your day been? Because you've had a lot going on today. I, I've had a lot going on, it's been fantastic, it's been really busy. We've had a lot of costumers here today with the Rebel Legion, the 501st and of course the Mandalorian Mercs and it's themed by the weight of the, uh, the collection tins, we've raised a lot of money for Angel Man, which yeah. is fantastic. How's yeah. your day been? Well, that was probably one of the highlights, actually, you bringing that great big yeah. sort of massive... I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a poster roll or something. Yeah. You were just like, what, feel the weight of these posters? And then I realised there's no posters in here. Uh, <laughs> this is all money. All money, and actually quite a lot of folding money as well, which yeah. is fantastic. So yeah. you can't complain about that. A few of the folks who were sort of shaking the tins had said that they were surprised at how many notes were going in there. Yeah, I mean, I think actually that's one of those things. I mean, to be fair, a lot of people don't <laughs> actually carry around a huge amount of uh, change anymore. They don't. You know, we've had the pandemic where actually it's been encouraged to use, you know, cards and stuff like that, not handle cash. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things that I know from the club perspective, we're looking to try and find a way to go towards an electronic way of donating. Yeah. You know, which makes it easier for everybody. Because there's still times now people are like, I don't have any change, I don't have any money. And it's like, well, don't worry, you know, we're not charging for photos, it's only if you wish to donate towards a charity. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we had this, we had, as and Christopher on the stage today, which was on the stage, on the Phantom Tracks booth, yep. I mean, which was a thrill. One, because he's a nice bloke, and two, because his book's currently in the New York Times, well, number 11 yeah. in the charts, and he was selling the book, signing book plates and doing autographs and meeting people yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, it was it was quite surprising, that the amount of people who walked up and said, oh, I don't have any cash. Yeah. Do you take alternative forms of payment? Well, to which there can be many answers. Sadly not. So I think he would have probably got more books or, or got through the books quicker, yeah. but they all went. Everything in one location. Daily news, reviews, interviews, podcasts, video and social media feeds. Bookmark Fanthatracks.com for Star Wars News 24-7, 365. I haven't really had a chance to kind of look around too many of the vendors, but there's quite a bit of Star Wars, and there's a couple of things that I don't think I've ever seen before which is actually a rarity. It's and refreshing, it's, yeah. It's nice and uh, refreshing. And it's licensed as well. It's not like some bootleg. Which is really refreshing. Exactly, especially in a Comic-Con. There's a vendor in the other hall that's got a Greedo and a Figur and Dan kind of mini bust. Yeah. Not a gentle giant one. It's older than that. It's about mid-90s. I can't remember the okay. license scene. I'm just like, I haven't seen that before. That's something that I think might have to come home and meet. Caught your interest. Yeah, when, when Karen's shopping for the boys, 
I think I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> I've not really had a good walk. In fact, we, as we walk in now, through the comics area, this is the furthest out I've walked on this whole yeah. this whole weekend so far. I'm hoping that tomorrow, I mean, I'm hoping tomorrow is as busy as today, but Sunday rarely is, so I think I'll probably get a chance to, to come out and have a bit of a mooch around. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's been brilliant so far. I mean, I've kind of digressed. Today's been a good day. We've moved a lot of patches. Loads of people came up. The prerequisite was, if you can show us you follow Fanta Tracks on any social media, it doesn't matter which one, you'll get a patch. And I had a, probably had a six-inch deep... Yeah. Watch of patches. Now patches aren't that thick. They're fairly, fairly thin, aren't they? And they're not, yeah. not mega thick patches. I think we've got maybe six patches left, and wow. all of tomorrow to go through. However, nobody has come up to me and whispered in my ear. So my fan for tracks badge so far is safe. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. But that's probably because nobody listens to the end of a show. Well, no, nobody ever <laughs> listens to the end. That's where we've got all the good stuff and the spoilers. Yeah, exactly. What are your expectations for tomorrow? Like you say, traditionally, Sunday's never as busy as Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, Sunday's never as busy. But I think, judging by the numbers today, I mean, at one point, they were doing one in one hour, and they still had a good 2,500, 3,000 people queuing up outside. And that yeah. was about 2 or 3 o'clock. OK. So that's promising for tomorrow. I think, actually... This, this is by far the biggest Comic Con that I've been to since they've relaxed uh, everything from the pandemic. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I think that in itself is promising. So I'd imagine it's going to be busy. What you tend to find with Sunday Comic Cons, however, is it tends to be busy, but then it just drops off. Yeah. About three o'clock, four o'clock, which is not a bad thing because it normally means that we can start cracking open the boxes and packing, packing up a little bit early. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people listening may not realise quite what's involved in, in the pack-down process, especially yeah. for costuming groups who don't only bring, obviously, the costumes and a number of people, but things like the Tantive Four Wall and you know various other sets. Yeah. What's involved? Well, what's the logistics for getting that stuff all down and back in the wagon? I mean, it's one of those things. It's the same... Like When I used to work in the theatre, it's exactly the same mentality as uh, when you're working on a big production. Yeah. It seems to take absolutely forever to set it up, but it seems to come down pretty quickly. And that's normally because when, you, when you're packing it up, you're just kind of like just breaking it down. And as long as people know there's a certain order for some stuff, because sure. uh, some, the way some of the sets are put together, Tantive, for example, you have to unbolt stuff before you can remove uh, the panels and stuff. But generally, also, actually, the revolution's really good with having the members stay behind and actually help. Whereas, because the setup for LFCC is on a Thursday, it's very difficult to get then volunteers to come over to help, so it takes longer. So we were there half one on Thursday yeah. afternoon. We left about half seven, so it was a long old setup. But it'll probably only take a couple of hours tomorrow. Just to, just to explain why we suddenly suddenly sounded <laughs> distinctly distracted was we're walking past the booth with all this awesome sort of 70s, 60s, 80s annuals, the yeah. old Indiana Jones annual. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of cool stuff here. There's a Marvel one. Yeah, that's, uh, was the second one that came out of ink. Yeah, there. yeah. There you go. That's chips. Good grief. Chips. Yeah, Return of a Jedi. Wow. And in fact, here you go. With good old. St. Michael, Master Spencer's yeah. annual. So yeah. that's oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's uh, that's the two annuals together as one Empire and Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 doesn't work as a podcast looking at books, but uh, we're happy. So that's all that counts. Oh, nice. That's cool. That's lovely. Battlestar Galactica. And in fact, if we go around the corner, have yeah. we've got some nice mint. Oh, look at that. And this is what this is a vendor that I brought some. I mean, last LFCC. Yeah. I brought uh, some of the vintage. Star Wars read-along book and tapes. Yes, you know, in their seal. So that's cool. 
yeah. don't you find though with conventions like like a London Film and Comic Con they've got that old memorabilia style certain listeners might remember memorabilia in Birmingham back in the day it really was yeah, that's the American printer Lost Legacy uh, yeah. really was a, a market feel wasn't it it was a proper old school market feel where uh, comic collectors like myself from back in the day would be rifling through yeah. folders looking for these things lots, lots of stuff yeah I mean that's the thing there's there's a nice mixture here of like you know licensee stuff and uh bootlegs and also like just lots of like collectors yeah. stuff so I think it's nice that it kind of keeps that vibe because it's very easy and I think it's it's the perils of modern comic cons where you can walk down aisle upon aisle yeah. of Funko Pops yeah. and, and not much else yeah all the same yeah it's frustrating you mentioned collecting and such yeah. uh, we might as well mention it here because this will be coming out before the episode comes out we yeah. have got a new show coming to Phantom Tracks Radio feels like an appropriate place to announce I it. think so yeah it's called Collecting Tracks it's with Richard Hutchinson who's contributed to Phantom Tracks for a good long while and Chris Leddy from Sixth Scale Scavengers going to look at vintage, gonna look at the old days, gonna look at new stuff, everything everything to do with Star Wars collecting. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean I think it's great that we're still able to offer collecting podcasts and, and focus on like you know vintage collecting because it's it's still really it's massive still. Yeah. In fact it's yeah, yeah. probably bigger than it's really ever been really I think. Arguably, yeah. yeah. So that's going to join our Friday night rotation, 7 o'clock on a Friday. You'll get new episodes of Collecting Tracks. Uh, here we go, trying to remember it off the top of my head. Phantom Down Under, Planet Layer, Desert Planet Discs. Uh, start your engines. What am I forgetting? No, I think that's it, isn't it? I think that's it. Isn't that's it. it. That's There's six long. of them. I know I've forgotten one, but loads of loads. Of, we've got too much. That's why. Oh, here we go. Here's another another very cool Star Wars booth. This is all good. With a sealed Razor Crest. Yeah. For seven hundred ninety-five pounds, which so, seems pretty reasonable. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, I saw the price of that. And I was like, oh, I still got mine in my mailer. Ship Same. Box, so hmm, I might. Same. Yeah, might flip that. You know, might do. So. Might do. Oh, cannon fodder. How can yeah. we forget the show that we co-host oh, with Brian and Matt? Yeah, Helix pencil case, is it? No, HCF, HCF Return of the Jedi case, yeah. yeah. There you go. Beautiful condition. condition. Yeah. Beautiful condition. And you go, that's, that's a Helix pencil case. That's right, that's right. So, so yeah, so actually it's quite nice. We've, you know, we're, we're st- standing in front now, basically a purely vintage Star Wars yeah. trailer. So loose vintage, last 17 figures, mint and card figures, DC vehicles. So it's, it's nice to see this, you know. It really is. And the prices aren't too bad. They're not. And this is the heritage of Star Wars, though, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. When we talk about, you know, the collecting thing, and obviously, as we say, Chris and Rich are going to talk about it every uh, every six weeks on the on Phantom Tracks Radio, but and various aspects of it you go right back the first episode is looking right back to the earliest days yeah you know and, and we stood in front of it here yeah exactly and I think it's really nice that you know it, what's nice actually on the stands we've actually got a 12 inch Gentle Giant Princess Leia figure you know yeah. the vintage one so it's nice to see that you know that the connective kind of tissue between the yeah. modern and the vintage you know on display you've got to go back to the vintage stuff because without the vintage stuff we wouldn't bit. get half the stuff That's that we right. get today. You know, if it wasn't for the popularity of the films and the demand of those vintage figures back when you were a kid, yeah. it's always worth even if you don't collect it, I think it's good to have a knowledge and yeah. appreciation for it all. And especially I think a lot of kids will look at this and they'll know that's Star Wars, they'll see the logo, and but they won't identify with it in the way that older fans will. But by the same token, newer fans coming in with the sequel trilogy will identify with those characters. So yeah. it's that cyclical big picture thing isn't well, it well exactly you know we've got the vintage collection there obviously as a nostalgia kind of collection line for our older collectors but you know I know a lot of younger or newer members of like the fan community who are collecting that stuff 
and they just think it's cool. They think it's cool, but actually, 40 years on, you can still buy figures in that design. You know? yeah. I mean, I don't think not many franchises or brands will do that. Not that many. Really not that many. Not in, not in a serious way like Star Wars no. does. Well, we've walked two of the halls, and I've walked you back, like the oh, gentleman okay. I am, back to your house. Thank you very much for not uh, kissing on the first date. Not kissing so. on the first <laughs> like, like this is the first date. Yeah. Uh, Hi, this is Dorian Kinji, and you're listening to Fanther Tracks. Day three, Sunday at LFCC. I am shattered because my knees are very old. My heart's young, <laughs> but my knees are old. Uh, how's it been for you, Mark? It's been good, but yeah, I have to say I was... In my Stormtrooper costume this morning, my TK, yep. with a 501st, and I literally got into costume, walked outside, and I was just like, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> I want to go and deke it, pack up and go home. But uh, actually, it's been really fun. It's um, not been anywhere near as busy as it was on Saturday. Yeah. Or actually, I think possibly comparable to Friday, would you say? Or? Oh, certainly comparable to Friday. I think, I think whatever they did with the numbers was sensible, obviously. But it feels like they've been quite logical about it. It's, yeah. We've not been shoulder to shoulder like we have before, and I'm sure the bean counters would not be thrilled at that. But, no. but everybody else is probably quite relieved. Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been hot today. It has. But the aircon is still just about working, so that is good. Um, <laughs> it's been good. You know, we've had a chance to mix it up with some of the celebs, and uh, we had photos with uh, lots of people and raise money for charity so it's been a good weekend yeah you mentioned the charity you've been raising money for angel money in the star wars zone i think we're going to hit quite a significant number there it seems to have been a very uh, very lucrative little pot shake yes yeah i think it was yesterday definitely yeah today again because it's been quieter but then we had a darth vader for a few hours yes. and that caused quite a long queue for photos and stuff and you know that was good so yeah fingers crossed and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon yeah fingers crossed now that we're back into the rhythm of it post post covid it feels like we're sort of finding our feet again doesn't it yeah it does and i mean it's funny actually because i i've had event organizers come up to me today for yeah. events next year and we're like oh yeah we're thinking about hosting something next uh, next april like april the first and i was like yeah yeah good luck yeah <laughs> it's a week before celebration yeah so so like we normally do on the regular show have you bought anything this week mark yeah i did buy one thing i brought a belgium original uh, empire strikes back poster like you know the small version yes, I, yeah, I remember you talking about those yeah so i i, I think so i, I kind of did it from memory and i didn't check which ones i'd brought previously but yeah. i think i'd brought return of a jedi and a new hope and i just needed empire yeah so i brought empire and i just thought sorry i'll just do it nice and early first thing in the morning luckily it was the last one i had so um yeah got that so now I can get all three frames up on a wall somewhere because yeah. they're a really nice size. They're like slightly bigger than A3, but they're not like, you know, humongous that you yeah. eat up all your wall. That must be cool because I remember you talking about that really early days when you started doing making tracks. So that's kind of cool that you found that. Yes, yeah, exactly. But, and it's cool because it's like, you know, not super expensive, nice and niche, man. I mean, don't speak Belgium. They, they look nice and they're kind of like authentic vintage so it's yeah cool. how about yourself really weirdly well not that weirdly i've bought hardly anything i yeah. i got some key rings first thing this morning so i went through a little sort of mini spate of getting the phantom menace key ring today i saw all the logo ones for two pound each and it, i yeah. thought well that's pretty daft not to grab those so bought them but actually now i've got no autographs i mean it's just how it goes i mean autographs i find because I'm here, yeah, um, and I, I kind of say to my members, look, you know, I don't want you to kind of come and, and troop here and then spend the whole 
weekend just an autograph coups. Yeah. But if you wanted to go and get one or two, that's that's okay. Depending, you know, check out the coups are stuff. Yeah. But myself, you know what it's like. You think you're only gone for 20 minutes, and you check your yeah. watch, and it's like you've been there for an hour. Yeah. And you know that's just how it is. Yeah, it's very easy to do that. Very yeah, easy. So. We, we find that whenever we step out to get a yeah. sandwich, and it's like 40 minutes to get a sandwich yeah. and a can of coke and, and 12 quid. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. I spent <laughs> I spent I spent nine quid on uh, four cans of coke. Yeah. So like you could get 30 for that price in uh, Tesco. <laughs> so, but you know that's convention prices, and it's totally. never going to change. Yes, yeah. the conning convention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so to wrap up, really, this yeah. this uh, this three day epic walk around. Uh, what's your takeaway from LFCC going to be? What are you going to remember from this one, do you think? So, I think this has had a really good atmosphere. I mean, it's been really, really friendly from like the punters and the costumers and stuff. Really nice. We had a, a, a lovely group photo of just general Star Wars cosplayers yeah. yesterday, which was really popular. Yeah. And I think that's really nice because it helps to kind of break down some of maybe the misconceived barriers that um, happens when you run a costume club. Yes. So that's been really good. Everybody's enjoyed themselves. We've raised money for charity. Got to hang out with you guys and Dave and everybody else. So I think it's been really fun. Yeah. So hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, let's hope we can do it again. There's one in, I think, November. A yes. winter one. Um, there's other stuff coming up, of course. There's MCMs and there's other events. So we're, we're going to be out and about. But yeah, with Celebration only eight months away. Yeah, it's nice to start getting getting in the groove again. Yeah, exactly. And again, the, you know, the large props out and making sure that, you know, you you start to iron out the creases for how you set them up and take them down and yes. stuff like that so yeah fingers crossed there'll be more of this to come very soon if you want to be a part of the action and stay updated on all the latest Star Wars news visit panthertracks.com or check out the free Panthertracks app through the app store to follow us on your mobile device you can reach out to us and send in your listeners questions by emailing radio at panthertracks.com comment like and share on any of our social media feeds at Panthertracks and be sure to subscribe leave a review preferably a 5 star one on Amazon Music Audible Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or your podcatcher or smart speaker of choice and as always thanks to James Semple for composing the Panthertracks intro and about Brian for our making tracks of new music and Mark Daniel and Vanessa Marshall for our voiceovers. Remember, tune in to Good Morning Tatooine. It's live Sunday evenings, 9 o'clock UK, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Facebook and YouTube. And check out Fanta Tracks Radio on Friday nights at 7 o'clock UK time for new episodes of The Fanta from Down Under, Planet Layer, Desert Planet Discs, Start Your Engines, and Cannon Fodder. Stay safe, take care, and of course, may the Force be with you. Coming up next on Fanta Tracks Radio, it's another episode of Making Tracks.